Father, we thank you right now. Lord, the opportunity to take in the communion. Lord, and we thank you right now for all that you've done for us, Lord. We thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. We thank you, God, that we have the opportunity to worship your name. Lord, and we ask you right now to move everything out of our way. Hallelujah. Set our hearts to hear and receive, Lord, from you, your spirit. Speak unto the hearts of your children, God, and to us as your, your, your people who are called after your name. Lord, help us right now to lay aside everything, every distraction. Hallelujah, that will come and try to hinder and steal the words, God, that you're sending and delivering into our spirits today. We bind everything that's not like you. Hallelujah. We, we set at liberty your spirit right now. Hallelujah. To move in and amongst our hearts, our minds, our thoughts. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, God, we command our flesh to be in subjection. Oh, we give you praise right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. The Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, keep everybody together today. Is that all right? I know that's all right. Thank you, Lord. Whoo, glory. God has been doing some mighty, mighty, mighty good things. Amen. Over these last couple of months, amen, just in, in prayer and study and digging and, you know, just the interaction with different ones, amen, he's been downloading a whole lot. And as I shared on the Wednesday before we went to Kent meeting, amen, for those that were here, amen, that, you know what, I was already loaded, amen, <laughs> before I left. But I got down there the first day, I knew I was already overloaded. You know, and I was, I was saying, you know, it's like I had a hair trigger just ready to go. But I wasn't aiming at God's people. See, my, my aim is at the adversary. Amen. And I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm past ready to knock him clean out the box. Hallelujah. Ain't you tired of the devil messing with you? Am I talking to anybody here? I mean, if you're tired of him messing with you, I, mean, I know, you know, uh, it ain't nothing like being free. You know, even as we were singing the song Freedom, just thinking about really what it means to be free, free from all the, the, the stuff. Amen. And, and that don't mean that you ain't dealing with nothing or going through nothing, but free to go through it with peace, amen, and with confidence knowing that God is on your side. He's with you, and he's, he's making a way for you. So, you know, as we were listening to them things, you know, it's time to, you know, there's some things that I, I just got to address, amen, in the house. Because we, you know, it just become clearer and clearer, amen, what it is that the adversary's trying to do, amen. And you know what? We're going to continue to fight the good fight of faith, amen. Notice the Bible didn't say it was no, you know, easy road or it wasn't a playground but it describes this walk as a fight amen, amen. anybody up for a fight amen. huh are you just gonna roll over and let the enemy just kick you in the head huh see you see if you're gonna live for god you got to be ready to fight because on every hand the enemy is trying to trip 
us up. Just tell somebody he don't like you. Huh? If for one second you think he likes you, you got it all twisted. Huh? He don't like you. And I, I sure enough know he don't like me. And you know what? I'm glad about it. Huh? Because if he was liking me, then that'd be something wrong. The Bible tells me to be friend with the world is to be an enemy with God. Huh? So, so I don't want to be an enemy with God. So, hey, the world ain't got to like me. Because I'm a friend of God. And I'm going to walk that out fully and completely. Amen. So, so it, it's a fight. Amen. And, and you know what? It's noticeable to me that some of us ain't fighting a very good fight. As, as your pastor and, and apostle over this house, and some of us ain't fighting a very good fight. Huh? So that tells me that, you know, we need some more training. I receive. Isn't that right? We, we, we need some more training up. We need some more stamina. We need some more techniques on how to fight a better fight. You know, you don't you don't throw the, the kid out, out the gym because he don't know how to fight. You get him in the ring and you train him. And in the process of training, he's going to take some licks. But those licks are designed to toughen him up and to teach him how to defend himself so when the fight comes, he can stand his ground. See, God is looking for Christians that are able to stand their ground with his help, by his spirit, amen, and and through his power, because without him, I can't do nothing. Hallelujah. So we out, amen, to shut down the adversary on every hand in this place. And, and I'm going to go even further. I want to shut him down in your home. Because I'm not crazy. If he shows up here, I, I know he's showing up at your house. I know he know your address. Act like we go home and everything is all peaches and cream. We come out smiling and grinning and skinning, you know, and, and like everything is good. But y'all know how it is behind closed doors. And, and, and we're battling what we think is each other. You know, uh, are we in cahoots with each other? Or, you know, see, today I'm going to say some things I know is going to hit home. And I hope it hit home good and solid. Huh? Because we need to break up some follow ground so good seed can be planted. Hallelujah. So that we can be able to break. Let's see, I'm going to say something here. We can break out of this funk. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Huh? And, and you can be able to see clearly. See, this morning when we woke up, it's looking good outside now. When we woke up over there where we had on, on the west side of the island, amen. We, we looked, and, and Pastor Linda had planned to wear her little yellow sweater, and, you know, she's like, hey, so I said, okay, you're going to go yellow, we'll go with yellow. You know, she looked out there and said, it don't look too sunny out there. I'm going to wear something different. I'm going to go with my, you know. So because I looked out, I went to the living room, looked out the windows, and it's foggy all around. And you know how it is when it's foggy. You can't see very far. Isn't that right? And that's what I'm talking about. We want to bring it, but, you know, anybody have been driving, and all of a sudden you break out the fog? And the sun been there all the while. Tony know what I'm talking about because we do that a lot. Coming from the west side, we go on Fort News, and we get halfway up there, and we just break out the, that fog layer, and sun be shining, and 
You know, it's like, wow. Well, see, that's, that's what I'm talking about. We, it's time for us to, 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 to break out of that fog layer, that funk that just keeps us spiritually from being able to flow and to move and to operate like God wants us to operate. Have that freedom and that liberty that he wants, amen, without feeling the dread or a weight all the time and, or, and just wondering what's happening and what's going on. No, see, I got some things to help us by the help of the Lord. Last night as we got home, I thank God for Nikki Cowie to come pick us up. So I spent the last, you know, two hours of the flight, well, probably about two and a half hours of the flight, you know, because I thought I was going to be able to get all my notes and stuff done throughout the week. I should have known better. I'd have been down there enough times, but especially this time because most of the services were three, four. I mean, I think we was in one service was five hours long, you know. But so I knew that through doing all that, there wasn't no time for Drew really study, and you know. So I, when I got on the plane, I said I got a good four-hour leg, so I can just chew on it. So I'm sitting there working on the iPad, typing it all this stuff up. We landed and put everything away, and got in the car, talked a little bit, and then I went right back to. You know, so it's an hour and a half drive home. And then just as we get to the end of Fort News, that I hit send because I did it in my email. I wanted to send it to myself and transfer it into a Word document, right? I hit send, and it just disappeared. And I looked. I looked in the, in the sent items, nothing. I looked in my email, the receipt, because I sent it to myself, okay? So I looked in the email box, nothing. So I didn't see I went in the house and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, come on now. Connect to my own Wi-Fi. Let me let me sit down. And I'm like, Ooh, well, I know. I'm like, I, I know that. About four hours of study and typing and, you know, just prayer. It just did not just go into cyberspace and I'm not going to get it back. So I said, okay, God, it's in your hands. And I just did a few more things, went back, and boom, it showed up. I said, ah, oh, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, y'all don't know. Amen. So, so we We good. Amen. So I just had to, you know, do a little tweaking, amen, once I got it into the Word document and we're ready to go. But, you know, the, the truth is many Christians are totally unaware of the ploys of Satan. I mean, we, th- we think we know. But unaware of him and his demonic forces, amen, that operate all around us every dr- day trying to trip us up. Every day. He's out to mess up. You up, me up, amen. And some, you know, when we, if, if we don't step back and realize it, he's, he's constantly, you know, putting his little stuff in, and, and sometimes we don't even recognize what's going on. Hmm. So, so, you know, we've become more and more through a lot of things that we've been looking at, more and more aware of this spiritual battlement that we're engaged in. See, I want us to really understand that we are in a war. Amen. This thing it ain't just, you know, prayer time on Sunday, Bible study on Wednesday, you know, and, and you know, maybe, you know, we will pick up a devotion here and there. No, it, it, it's a continual warfare, Alex. I mean, and, and he's constantly coming against us. He don't let up. But that don't mean we're defeated. Amen? It's just like the wind don't let up sometimes, but that don't mean the building going to move. Huh? Stand your ground. Know who you are. So, so I'm determined with the help of the Holy Spirit to weed out and to shut down the enemy in every occasion. 
and I believe there's some people in here that's with me. Amen. When you get to the place, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm tired. Amen. So we're going to be working on identifying, amen, different areas of weaknesses and strengths, amen, and doing some things, amen, to build us up, not just as individuals, but as a body, how we function, how we do things. Because you know what? We got, we got some work to do, and that, that work is not in here. It's out there. But we can't get out there. And you know, can you, you, you ever, you ever look at a group of people and they just acting crazy and you showing up don't want nothing to do with it? See, some of y'all probably dated somebody and once you see how crazy they found he was, you ran the other way. Huh? Because you know, you get the whole package. And what am I saying? If we can't get it together in here, we're going to run them away. Huh? Hallelujah. So, so as we get it together, amen, and we are able to see God's glory show up, we're going to see supernatural things. We're going to see miraculous things happen. We're going to see strength that we knew not of, amen. But it's already here. We just haven't released it. You know, like Pastor Linda said, you know, even as we were singing that song down there, spirit break out. You know, I even had the same sense. The spirit has been imprisoned, amen, by the flesh. Well, see, so we said we, we think he want, we want him to break out of the heavens. He ain't in prison in the heavens. Huh? Huh? He's free. I mean, the spirit is free until it comes to you or me. And if we bind him up in our flesh, in our resistance, amen, to things of God and the, the word of God and the ways of God, that's what binds him up. So when we, we're praying for the spirit or singing for the spirit to break out, we need to realize what we really need to be understanding we wanted to break out in us break out of me break out of my flesh subdue my flesh Paul said I mortify which means to kill the deeds of my flesh huh? why because he realized that you know he talks about the war that's going on between the spirit and the flesh that war is real and is in us until we get the, the spirit man strengthened, amen, so to the point that we can subdue our flesh. Why do you think I say all the time, I, have I just got to tell my flesh to shut up? Huh? You know when the flesh want to do something or say something, but, you know, act in a way, you know, no, shut up. We ain't going gonna, gonna to do it this way. Why? Because you got to get spiritually strong enough, amen, to tell the flesh we ain't going there. Hallelujah. See, because for us to be more effective and strong as a body, we've got to close ranks. Amen. Realize that we're in a war, but you're not an army all to yourself. So as we close ranks, as we come closer and we, we build strength and unity amongst the body, see where the body goes, every member goes. Where the body goes, every cell goes. Where the body goes, you don't leave pieces behind. Right. Uh, if, if, if an attack comes against the body... It comes against the whole body. Amen. And when the body stands up to fight, you're better equipped to stand against the attacks of the enemy. You know, so we got to have coordinated tactics, amen, and so we can be able to back up and reinforce one another, amen, for the greater good. It's not about me. It's about the body. So that we can be strong, amen. So well, dad would say, it's time to go to work. Grab your Bibles. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to dig into some scripture. Amen. We're going to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Amen. I really need you to pay attention. Amen. This morning, let down your walls.
Let down them filters we like to listen through. Oh, he's talking to me. He's talking about this. Yes, I am. I'm talking to all of us. I'm talking to me too. Amen. If you if if you didn't want me to talk to you, you shouldn't have came. You're crazy to come to church and the pastor don't talk to you. Hello? So let all that stuff down, amen, and, and let the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, say what he needs to say to the church. Amen? Turn with me to Luke, the ninth chapter. This is a foundation of what we want to talk about this morning. The ninth chapter in verse number 51. Hallelujah. I'm going to stick with the King James this morning, so y'all ain't got to worry about me bouncing around. Sometimes we like to get the Amplified and the Message and, you know, NLT and all that. But we're going to stick with the King James this morning. Is that all right? Y'all can look up them other versions later. Amen. But so in verse number 51, it says, It came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, talking about Jesus, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. I mean, he, he, that's, that's all that was on his mind. He set that direction. And sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. In other words, he was so focused on Jerusalem, he wasn't giving the people time of day. Man, he was, he was like, I'm going here. This is not my destination. My focus is not in this place. It's on Jerusalem. And because of that reason, look what it said. And when his disciple. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, ah, look, what they, look what they say now. I want you all to pay attention. Will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy man's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Now notice what he said to them in the, the, the verse 55. Because, you know, they said, you, you, you dishonoring my, the Lord and you're not receiving him into your village. And they said, well, you know what, you want us to just call down fire and have it consume them, kill them. You know, and they, they probably, probably thinking they, they, they're being spiritual, you know. But notice what he said to them. First of all, he rebuked them. Huh? And said, ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. And my question to us today, this is what we're going to be talking about. What spirit are you of? What spirit are you of? Because, I mean, we're talking about his disciples. And, and Jesus identified the fact that they were operating in the spirit they didn't understand. Because he said, I didn't come to destroy men. I didn't come to kill them. So, in other words, he's letting them know that's not my spirit. That's why he rebuked them. But really, he's rebuking the spirit that they were operating in. He said, you don't know what spirit you are of right now. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. That's the spirit of the devil. That's the spirit of destruction. He said, I didn't come to, to, to kill man, 
I didn't come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. So he said, what spirit are you of? And so, so hold on to that. Because we're going we gonna to look and see. But that's a question that I'm not telling you to ask everybody else. We good at asking, you know, and identifying everybody else's trouble and putting labels on them and this and that. We, we, we good at, you know, recognizing everybody else. But we got to ask ourselves, what spirit am I of? As we look at this, let's turn with me to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Some very familiar scriptures. We're going to crack them open a little bit more this morning. 6 and 10 says, finally, my brethren. Notice who he's talking to. Not the unsaved. Not the world. He said, be strong in the Lord and the power of your might. Is that what he said? Oh, he said in the power of his might. Okay. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, I looked up that word wiles, and it actually literally means the scheming. See, we think the wiles, what is it? The schemings of the enemy. Because he's a schemer. Okay? So we, we begin to see this. He said, against the schemes or scheming of the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And I think we don't really appreciate, fully appreciate what it is that that passage of Scripture is saying to us, what it's offering, the understanding and the insight that it's offering to the kingdom believers, amen, as we engage in spiritual battle. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hallelujah. And again, when we read that scripture, what is our propensity to think about everybody else? Amen? Think about what everybody else is doing or saying against us. But the key to that, even that scripture, and getting the most out of that passage is to be not to look outwardly first, but to look inwardly. What am I wrestling with in me? What is, what is, have I overcome my flesh and blood? Am I still wrestling with it, or have I gotten used to looking past it at everybody else? And therefore, it can continue to act up. It can, can continue to have all these different thoughts and mindsets and actions and actions and opinions, it can continue to cause me, amen, to lay around with people I don't want to be laying around with. I haven't conquered my flesh yet. But when we look at this passage and it's talking about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, look at your own first. See, I got to look at me before I can deal with you. But see, that's not our normal mode of operation. We deal with everybody else because we have become, watch it, comfortable with me we've become comfortable with my flesh and its ways and its thoughts and that, so much so that we've taken ownership 
of its ungodly character. That's going to say something very important this morning. That's not you. That's not how God created you. That's the flesh. You are a spirit being created by a spirit God. Amen. It needs to be in a spiritual relationship with him and producing things just as the Father did. Oh, we're going gonna, we gonna to dig into it a little bit more. So, so the, our first obstacle is to overcome this enemy. Everybody go like this. Just, 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 just touch yourself. You know, this, that, that's your first obstacle because that's the thing that's going to mess you up or me up before anybody else even has a chance to. And what I said this morning, that was revelation, even that. You know, it, 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 now how does it, see, I got to remember how he gave it to me. Uh, oh, yeah. See, if your heart's troubled. Uh, how many of y'all heard that, caught that? Did you catch it? Uh, some of us caught it. Some of us just let it go on by. Some of us rejected it. But if your heart is troubled, it's only because of you. I refuse to have a troubled heart. That's what it means to be free. I refuse to have a troubled heart. Does that mean trouble don't come my way? No. Believe you me, I have my fair share of trouble. But I refuse to let the trouble grip my heart. Because I'm going to walk out the word. He said, cast all your cares in your heart. No, he said, Upon him, for he careth for you. See, we will learn how to, to really walk out and believe the word of God. We can live in peace and joy and harmony as a body, but when we don't, it's only because our flesh is acting up. I'm trying to help. Like I said, we've got to deal with some things in here. And, and, and I see the things in here is flesh. So we need to know how to deal with flesh. Oh, anybody here got any flesh? I think we all do. So, so it behooves us to learn how to deal with this flesh so that we know how to walk together in the spirit. But if we don't know how to deal with the flesh, it's impossible for us to walk together in the spirit. So we got to get the flesh in check. Say, hold up. What's going on here? So we got we to we we bring that around. Hallelujah. So, yes, we're engaged in a spiritual warfare. We need to look around. Hallelujah. So, again, we're going we're gonna to dig. Go to go, uh, Genesis with me. Our adversary has been very cunning, and he's been cunning since the foundation of the world. Amen. And let's go all the way back to Genesis 3 and 1. Look, look, look. I'm going to read this to you. Amen. Three and one. Now the serpent was more subtle. That means cunning. <laughs> than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And when he said, and he said unto the woman, Yea, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. See how he poses the question? 
Huh? And the woman said unto the serpent, now, first of all, why is he talking to the devil? But that's, that's, that's not where I'm going. Hallelujah. We could go down that road for a good little minute. Huh? We may eat of the fruits of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, yea, I mean, ye shall not surely die. Notice he's, he's befriending her. Hello. Watch out when people be trying to befriend you, right? Or say, spirits. Well, I'll say it like that. Hallelujah. He said, you shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, little g, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye, and the tree, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. The deception of Eve. She entered into a conversation with him. He came across like he was her friend. Amen. And he made God look like he was trying to hold something back from them. And her being deceived, amen, and she began to give ear and say, oh, that sounds good, looks good, must be good. Most of what he told her was not a lie. Huh? But he said, you won't die. God said you was going to die. And because she, she dismissed what God said and embraced what her new friend had said, now she is partaking of the tree and her husband with her. He entered into the deception with her. Amen. They came in agreement to disobey God. Hello. So you can't entertain the spirit of the adversary. Hello. But the problem is, and I'm going to show you, the problem is a lot of times we don't even realize we're entertaining the spirit of the adversary. Huh? Because even before, now hear me, even before you gave your life to the Lord, and for many of us, me too, there were things that took place in my life. There were hurts. There were pains. There was sin that opened the door for the enemy to come in. And see, what he loves to do is he loves to attach himself to those places. And even before you get saved, he teaches you how to handle those situations. And because, see, we, we let's face it, we don't know what to do when trouble comes. Somebody going to tell you. Either you're going to go to somebody or if you just hold it to yourself, somebody going to tell you what to do. We are busy trying to figure it out, and the enemy already knows, amen, that if I can get a hold of them now, it's easier to get a hold of them now than if I wait for them to get in the church. If I wait for them to, to, to you know, get in 
relationship with God is going to be so much harder for me to enter in. So if I can, if I can attach myself in their childhood, if I can attach myself in their teen years, now as they try to move in and as God tries to call them into his kingdom, I already got a stronghold. I'm already, I, I've already taken up residence. That's why they, they already have low self-esteem before they go in. Uh, they, are, they already have rejection issues before they go in. They already got all these, and I go down the list of all the stuff that he likes to attach himself to in our lives, amen, because he does not want us to walk into the kingdom free. Can you imagine if you came into the kingdom of God without baggage? The reason most of us got here is because we had what? Baggage. And we recognized it and we knew we needed some help because the way the enemy was leading us and teaching us and telling us wasn't working. So we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, help me. But the problem is we continue to listen to him, the enemy, because we haven't recognized who it is that's talking to us. Who it is that's leading us. Who it is that's telling us that, like them young girls, I just don't think I'm pretty. Who told you that? I should just die. Who told you that? God didn't tell you that. The Spirit of the Lord didn't put that in your heart. So where is this stuff coming from? It's the enemy that has attached himself. And he's still in our ear. And he's still talking to us. Amen. And see, we got to get to it. That's why I say many of us don't realize what it is that we're dealing with. And, 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 and then we got all the stuff. We come to God, and, and, and we still got all this stuff, and we're still protecting and guarding our flesh because, you know, we've already taken ownership of the flesh by then. Huh? This is me. You know, and we, we've fully taken ownership of the flesh, and we've fully taken ownership, amen, of everything that the enemy is speaking in our ears, so much so that we think it's us talking. So then we become, we, we think all these thoughts now belong to us, but ask yourself, what did you know when you came in the world? Nothing. So we, 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 we embrace the tactics of the enemy, the self-defense tactics. Huh? Because before we came to God, we could only trust in ourselves. So we, we've learned how to navigate and negotiate in this world, amen, based on what the enemy is telling us how to do it. So we embrace, amen, these spirits. We embrace these tendencies, amen. When things get tough, we, we go back to our default that the enemy said, what you do is you just cut them off. Huh? What you do is you just get hard and you get mean and you cuss them out. Huh? That, that didn't come from God. So he, he teaches us all these things, and we just embrace it, and, and, and now all of a sudden we feel empowered, and we walk in these, 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 these you know, in the pride of that what the Spirit has taught us to be. Or we walk in the confidence, 
Maybe, maybe some of y'all catch it. The confidence of this is who I am. No, no one better get in my face. Uh, I'll knock you out. I, I'll tell you what I think about you and won't think two ways past Sunday about you. You know, And, and we, we, we think that's us. And we've taken on the persona of those things. Uh, in, and I'm going to go down the road, but all the different areas of sin that he leads us in to comfort our flesh. And we embrace that as this is who I am and this is my, my, my struggle. No, that's your flesh. And that's the spirit of the enemy talking to you. Because there's a spirit of God that is saying, come out. There's a spirit man there. See, see, see. The thing, the thing is, the spirit man is in there dying. He he knows who he is, but he's been overshadowed all of our lives by all this other stuff that's been pouring into our soul, our emotions, our feelings, our intellect have smothered our soul. So we begin to function out of those things, and it is produced through our flesh. And we've taken it on board, and everybody's reckoning, oh, he, she's mean. No, that's their spirit. Huh? Oh, she, he, he's arrogant. No, that's that spirit. Oh, she, she got, uh, uh, he got too much pride. No, that's that spirit. Huh? That girl got low self-esteem. No, that's that spirit. And we've taken ownership of it. And we're walking in it. But that's not who God created you to be. Huh? That's not, I, I, regardless of what happened to your flesh, or what your flesh did, that's not who God created you to be. So we got to get to a place to begin to understand, okay, what, what's going on here? That, that when, when Eve had her conversation with the enemy, he deceived her and convinced her to be disobedient to the spirit of God and obedient to his demonic spirit. And that's just how he comes into our lives. And he, he all of a sudden, we're obeying a spirit that we don't even recognize that we, what we're doing. We're partnering with it. And we're operating according to it. And we're functioning according to it. Rather than according to the spirit of God. And it's time to say, okay, enough. We, we, we can't go down this road. Hmm. So when he tries to come and befriend you. You know, even, look at, look, go to Second Corinthians with me real quick. Because even Paul saw when, when some of them were getting off, amen, and, and, they, and they were beginning to think too much of themselves. Look, look what he said. Just this one verse in, in 2 Corinthians 11 and 3. Because I could develop that whole area, but I can't get stuck there. But in 11 and 3 he said, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. See, living for God is simple. But we can make it complex, amen, because of the enemy coming in and talking to our head, talking to our mind, using our flesh against us. Amen. We, we, we make this thing so complex, but it's simple.
love me and obey my commandments. Simplicity of Christ. And I'm oversimplifying it on purpose because, see, it's not hard to live saved. But when we try to, you know, serve God while yet knowing or unknowingly yet serving the enemy, that's very difficult. Because I mean, how many of y'all ever, you know, tried to mix water and oil? You can beat and beat and beat and beat, and you might, you know, you, you, you might get that oil to disperse a little bit, but you leave it alone, guess what's going to happen? It's going to separate. Huh? It's going to separate. You give it enough time, it's going to separate. You might get a blender. <laughs> you know, it's just, but give it enough time. It's going to separate. See, some things ain't made to work together. And the Spirit of God is not made to be in cooperation with the Spirit of the devil. But we find our struggle because we're trying to walk this thing out in tandem in too many situations. So, so as he was taught, telling them, you know, don't let your eyes, don't let yourself, he used the word beguiled. Or, or deceive. Don't let yourself be deceived by the, the the actions of the adversary. That's not God's plan for our lives. Oh wow. Mm. You see, the key here is the one that's deceived. Oftentimes, don't even know they're deceived. You ever been convinced of something and only to find out that it wasn't so? But all the while until you were presented with the truth, you believe that that, and, and see, there's one thing to be mistaken. You know, someone will tell you something mistakenly. You know, that's like Pastor Linda telling me, well, so-and-so's coming over to the house at three because that's what she believed to be true. But if she know they're coming at three and she tells me they're coming at 2.30 to make sure I'm there on time, you're kind of deceiving me. Huh? I'm not saying that's what she would do. But, you know, so there's the thing. The enemy tells you stuff on purpose. She don't like you. They did that on purpose. Huh? Come on, somebody. And see, what we do is, uh-huh. Yep. He'll, he'll come to you and say, you ain't never going to be nothing. And then, how many people come along to confirm that? Huh? People that are already also what? Deceived. Because God, he made no jump. You were something from conception. And you're still something. In God's eyes, you somebody. You got much, much, much worth in him. So we, so we get to the place to understand that, amen, there's a lot of deception going on, and, and too many people have embraced the deception. It's true. We found our identities in the deception. Huh? And, and so we, 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 we've labeled other ones according to the deception that's operating in their lives. Now, I'm about to say something that, you know, I hope you all understand. We got to deal with the demons. Now notice when I say that, I'm not calling you a demon. But we got to deal with the demons that's trying to operate through you. 
that's trying to mess up your life, amen, and cause you not to know who you are. See, we, we got to deal with those things so that the children of God can be free. We need to, as individuals, get to the place that we begin to recognize the spirits that's trying to operate through us. And not take ownership, not be in cooperation with that spirit, amen, but to say, not so. That is not my God. That is not how the spirit of God operates. That's a lie from the pit. And see, if we would stop embracing it and taking it on, then he, he has no room to move. But if we continue to give him room, uh, and we continue to embrace the lies of the enemy, Amen. And take ownership of those lies, and we feel empowered to walk in those things. And, you know, and then you know we we walk in it, and then others back off because we walking in that spirit. They don't just they, they just don't recognize this as a spirit. They, they don't want to deal with the spirit, so they get away from you. You ever get away from somebody you really like them, but you just can't deal with their spirit? Huh? Hello. See, this, this thing is so intertwined. We can't look at others and, and not look at ourselves. No more than we can look at others and not strive to recognize what's trying to operate through them, through the eyes of love. Recognize, that's my brother, that's my sister, that's a child of God. I see the spirit that's trying to operate in them, but I know that spirit is not them. Huh? See, because when we, because you know, a lot of times we think that's them, so we deal with them according to, huh? You know, we, we you know, we, so we assign it to them, but it's really not them. If we understand that we are in a battlement in the spirit realm, now I go to war for them, rather than warring against them. We got to get to this place, y'all, to recognize. Hallelujah. God is greater. Just say God is greater. God is greater. We, we got to get come, you know, oh, goodness. So you know that if we are dealing with those spirits, and they're here, let's just be honest. I say 90% of us sitting in here more still got some spirits that are operating through us. Still got some things that we have embraced as ourselves. If we just be honest with ourselves and we stop looking around at everybody else and we start really being honest with ourselves, we, we can look at things in our lives and circumstances in our lives and say, this is not God. This is not how Jesus would do it. This is not how Jesus would see it. You know, so we begin, we have to start there. It's imperative that we start there. Why are people intimidated around me? Is that the spirit of God? Does the spirit of God intimidate people? So why are they intimidated by me? Is it because you're so powerful? Uh, what, what is it? It's something that's attached itself. And we've taken on ownership of it. And we walk in the pride of it. Say, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. See, so much so we say, this is how God made me. Live from the pit. Lie from the pit. God did not make you to be intimidating. God did not make you to be mean. God did not make you. See, 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 when we understand this, we realize, no, wait a minute. We, I'm, I'm, let, me, let me move on. To this. Uh, but, but know this. 
if the actions and thoughts that we operate in are contrary to the word of God, if they're not producing, the, you know, the love, joy, and peace, then I can guarantee you it's not of God. Huh? Period. It's not of God. So you need to ask yourself, what spirit am I of? Huh? Goodness. But if we operate according to the spirit of the Lord, it produces good, godly results in every situation. You know, 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Now, here, here, here this last part. He said, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. In other words, if we're operating as a body, as individuals, and as a body in the spirit of God, there will be what? Peace, unity, joy, and, and the spirit wouldn't have no problem breaking out. Huh? But when we come in bound up and there is no peace and unity and there is no one accord, then we have a problem. Go with me to James 3. Are y'all getting this? What spirit are you of? Just ask yourself, what spirit am I of? Some of y'all won't only want to say it to yourself. Hmm, I wonder if that's that spirit holding you back. Ah, that's one. That spirit, no. Ain't no spirit on me. I didn't say it was on you. I said it can operate through you. Huh? <laughs> All he had to do was prime that flesh and it just take off. <clears throat> Gone on its own because it's taken. <laughs> James 3.13, it says, Who is wise, a wise man and endureth endowed, excuse me, with knowledge among you? That's a pretty good question. Who knows everything? Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. If you, if, if you know everything, that's what's going to show up is what he's saying. If you've got real knowledge and understanding, that's what's going to show up. But look what he says in the 14th verse. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your heart, glory not, and lie not against the truth. Don't say I'm good. Don't say it's all good. If that stuff's in your heart, it's not good. So you don't lie against the truth. The truth is, there's some stuff there. Stop lying say I'm all right. You'll say it alone because you don't recognize that you're not all right. You don't want to admit that you're not all right. Anybody ever been there? Huh? I'm reading scripture to you. I'm just trying to help us understand. He said, don't lie against the truth. This wisdom, the wisdom to say I'm good when I'm not. That's what he's talking about. Descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual. Look what he said. Devilish. For where envy, envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Woo, I mean, you know, as I was saying, we talking about the glory of God, right? The glory of God. Everything God is, everything he has, and everything he can do. Amen. Guess what? Guess what? When the, the spirit of the enemy shows up, guess what? All his evil works come with him. 
I'm reminded of the pastor that said when the house is swept clean and garnished and this man doesn't, you know, invite the Holy Spirit in, then that, that spirit that's been cast out, that's lost his attachments. Amen. He roams seeking where to go, and when he can't find anywhere else to go, he goes right back to that same man, and he finds out, oh, you haven't, you haven't invited the Holy Spirit in now? I'm going to move back in, and guess what? I'm bringing all my cousins. I'm bringing Shaquita in them. You know, I, well, we, we, all, we, all, we all moving back in. Where Pookie at? You know, we, we, we just move, we moving in. He can say he's going to be seven times worse. Uh, why? Because you have not allowed the spirit of this God to take up a boat. So here he come right back and you thought you was bad before. Huh? Now you got more stuff attached. He said, let's go have a party up in the house. You know, I said, no, we got to say, no, I want to operate according to the spirit of God. Only. And I, I'm going to say something. Only. To the point you say to yourself, not that you, just, you look in the mirror and say, my flesh be damned. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do it God's way. I don't care how you feel about it. Huh? You see, when we get to that place, then the enemy knows he's losing the grip. Uh, he's losing the stronghold. And you say, so maybe you need to go home today and just get in the mirror and talk to that flesh. Huh? And say, I don't care what you say. I don't care how you feel. If the word of God said it this way, I'm going to do it that way. Ha! And be real. Instead of just saying, oh, uh, I'm going to get over it. No, no. You got to make a decision. You know what? I'm not going to be bullied no more by this flesh. Huh? But look, look, did I, where did I stop at? Okay, verse number seven. Now, I like this. He said, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Not intimidating. But easy to be, that's the wisdom from above. Are we working in that? Are we walking in that, that wisdom from above? That's easy to be entreated. Full of mercy and good fruit. We're going to talk about fruit here in a minute. But full, the wisdom from above is full of good fruit. I want us to walk in the wisdom from above. I want us to be a church a body of believers, a family in Christ that's operating in the wisdom from above that supersedes this flesh. That supersedes my feelings, your feelings, everybody's feelings. Because the feelings will come in alignment as we begin to walk in the spirit. See, because your feelings have aligned themselves with the evil spirits of this world. Huh? But we need to realign ourselves with the Holy Spirit. I feel like loving. I feel like forgiving. I feel like being a blessing. I feel like worshiping. Huh? See, why? Because we've aligned ourselves with the Holy Spirit. Remember they say about the four and twenty elders all day long, they're going to be doing for eternity? Holy, holy, holy. Holy, is it worship you know, that's the place we, you know, even on coming to church tomorrow, I, I could hardly stop, you know, just praying in tongues. I felt the presence of God in the car. I'm like, ooh, you know, it's like, ooh, because I, I just love him. Yes, 
and I don't want to be nowhere else. I feel like worshiping him without music. I feel like praising him at all times because I, I've, I've chosen to cause my feelings to come in alignment. I, I, don't, I don't feel like hating nobody. I don't feel like, you know, you ever feel like, you know, if I could just, ooh. Yeah, come on. I'm going to talk to somebody in here. Don't, don't act like y'all were saved, born saved. Huh? Mm-mm, no. But he said, full of mercy, full and good fruit, without partiality. Oh, hallelujah. I'm talking to a living faith. See, when our feelings get in it, Amen. And, and, and we align with the world's way and the flesh's way. We become partial people. Yes. Yes. And we, 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 we want to hang out with just this one or that one. Because, watch what I'm about to say. Talk to everybody. Because they feel like I feel. So we can hang together. Notice, you know, when, that, when the enemy went to invite others in, you know, what he said, I'm going to go get someone to feel the way I feel. And we're going to go ahead and party up in the house. Saints, we can't do that. Not when we're walking in the spirit of God, because the wisdom from above has no partiality. Isn't that what the 17th verse said? That, that, that's what it said in my Bible. Huh? No, no, so we got to ask ourselves, what spirit of you are you of? We got to ask ourselves, have I ever been partial in my Christian journey? Have I had partiality? The Bible tells me that Jesus is no respecter of persons. I love all the saints. I like to hang out with all the saints. Huh? No, I mean, we all do the same things. You know, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, we, we can't, you know, but... But when we find ourselves, we, not look, we're not dumb, no dummies up in here. We know what I'm, we know what I'm talking about. You know what the spirit, the word of God is talking about. Uh, let's be real. Don't, don't, let's not play with words and try to justify. Let's be real. We know when partiality is in our heart. We know this, man. Huh? Let's not play with it. That's because the enemy, well, it don't mean all that. It don't, it, this is okay. Shut up. That's where we got to come. That's how real we need to get. And when we start feeling that, ugh, don't be comfortable with it. Rebuke it. Huh? The devil, you're a lie, and you're the father of a lie. I do not receive that about my brother, my sister. I don't receive that about my leaders. I don't receive that about the child of God. We rebuke it. We stand against That's the only way we're going to have that harmony and that unity that we're talking about. Huh? We got to get to that place, y'all. Deciding that we're going to do it God's way. Did I finish? Not, I didn't read the last verse, did I? 18. Oh, no, wait. I didn't even finish 17. Wow. Got stuck on partiality. And without what? Everybody say that word. Now, look. Everybody means everybody. Huh? Can we just be that obedient, that willing? Can we participate when the man of God asks you to do something? Huh? 
fellas, everybody say hypocrisy. hypocrisy. See, we, we don't want to operate in hypocrisy. And what's, what's, what's hypocrisy? Basically doing one thing, saying one thing and doing another. Huh? One thing come out your mouth, but there's a whole other thing in your heart. Huh? It's not even just actions. Huh? Hypocrisy being just by my way. Oh, I love you so much. Really, I just love you. Huh? But in my heart, I can't stand that, brother. Huh? Huh? See? But see, the wisdom from above is without hypocrisy. It's not a little bit. Not a little bit of partiality. But it is without. Huh? You know how you when you go to the store and you get them products and they say, no sugar added? They be lying to you. They got you got other stuff in there. But this is not lying to you. Huh? When it says without, they just put another name on it. Duke, I mean, you know that was sucrose and dextrose and, you know, they just don't call it sugar. You know, but here we need to realize when the Bible says without, when we're operating, you're so wise. What did it say at the beginning of that verse? Who's, who's wise? A man wise man among you. If you're wise, this is how you're going to operate. In the wisdom of the Spirit of God where there is none of this stuff. The 18th verse says, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Oh, wow. So you say. What you say? When, when, when I make peace, righteousness is sown into me. Wonder where, where that's coming from. Can I give you righteousness? Can anybody sitting by you give you righteousness? No, no, no. Righteousness is of God. So when we choose to enter in and we choose to make peace, God says, oh, wow, they're working toward righteousness. Let me hook them up. It's sown into your heart. Amen. Because why? We're doing it his way. Wow. So let's look. If we don't want to operate according to the spirit of the adversary, let's look at what will be produced when we operate according to the spirit of God. Galatians 5.22. Come on. Let's get over there. Am I helping somebody today? We got to shut him down. We got to shut him down. Y'all give me a few more minutes, all right? Because I can go on, but I, I, I'm like, woo. We'll pick it up. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit, remember he talked about fruit in that last passage, 18th verse? He said the fruit of righteousness. What's the fruit of righteousness? Let's see what the fruit of righteousness is. Huh? But the fruit of the Spirit is what? And, 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 come on, come on, and. He gives us nine wholesome, healthy, spiritual fruit that are produced in our circumstances when we operate in the Spirit of God, when we're listening to the right Spirit. Amen. In our engagements one with another. Amen. When we're praying over ourselves. Amen. When we're dealing with all kinds of situations and circumstances in our lives. Amen. We, these, this is the fruit. How many want that kind of fruit? Come on. See, see that, this is the fruit we should. We, we don't want the fruit of discord. The fruit of unrighteousness and deceit. But he said the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long 
suffering. I'm tired of suffering. You say what? But you're suffering on the behalf of somebody else. If this is what it takes for me to go through for you to get blessed, if I need to walk this out with you all the way, I'm willing to suffer for righteousness sake. Did Jesus not suffer for righteousness sake? And we say we won't be like Jesus, right? Just take that part out. He said gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Now, maybe it's just me. But as I look at this, spirit is capitalized. Identifying the Holy Spirit, a person, the fruit of the person of Jesus Christ is. You can read it just like that. Because the person of Jesus Christ is in you when you say you have the Spirit of God in you. So, and he's going to produce these things. We don't block him. If we let the spirit break on out, this was going to show up. Huh? That's what's going to show up. In every, 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 say every. In every situation, we as the children of God should be seeing this kind of fruit produced. If it's not being produced, then we're not operating in the spirit of God. And you can take that to the bank. If anything else is being produced in our situations other than the fruit of the Spirit, then wonder where the fruit's coming from. Against, against such there is no law. Verse number 24, and they that are Christ have crucified what? The flesh. So I told you, you need, to, you need to tell that flesh to shut up. You need to mortify the deeds of the flesh. The flesh don't want to do it this way. The flesh don't want to be obedient to the Spirit of God. The flesh want to do it its own way. He crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. In other words, the things that the flesh is lusting after, the affections and the feelings of the flesh need to be crucified. That's in the Bible. Kill it. Kill it because it's causing you not to walk according to the Spirit of God. Kill it. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory. Oh, my goodness. Making it about you. Provoking one another, envying one another. The fruit of the Spirit. Ha-ha. <laughs> Look what it says. We can't do this. The fruit of the Spirit is what we want to see produced. That's how we know that we're operating in the Spirit. Because it, it will. It will produce spiritual fruit in our lives, in our situation. Uh, and one of those, one of the, let, me, let me go back to that. I, I, can't, I can't leave them too quick. Huh? Love. Is the love present? See, you can, you can gauge your encounters. <laughs> you can engage the situation. You can gauge it just by looking at that list of fruit. And you'll know if the Spirit of God is functioning right there. Because is the love present? 
is the joy of presence. You know, I mean, you know, they just stole my joy. Who stole your joy? I can't take your joy. We got to get to a place that we can rejoice in tribulation. Huh? Isn't that right? When we really believe who God is, we can rejoice. You know, your joy is not a grin on your face. Huh? Your joy leads into the next spirit. I mean, not spirit, but the next fruit that's listed there. Because if you got joy on the inside, no matter what's going on externally, God's peace is going to be there. Because he says in his word, he says that he will give us peace that does what? Passes all understanding. Hey Amen. You don't even understand how you can have peace with all the hell you're going through. Huh? Why? Because the peace of God is greater than the external circumstances. So I can still have peace. I don't have a dollar in my pocket, but I can still have peace. You know, everybody doing this to me and that, I can still have peace. And the joy of the Lord is not stolen. See, this, this is where God wants to take living faith huh? so that we can function and be able to have his glory break out in this place in a way that we have not seen in a long time. Huh? Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. Now, I wonder, I just wonder, do you wonder? Huh? Why meekness got to be a part of it? Huh? Temperance, I know, self-control, yeah, 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 I mean, you know, that's what temperance is talking about. You know, you're know, being able to control and, and possess your vessel in a way that glorifies God. I'm talking about your body. Amen. In other words, you've got to be in charge. But meekness, you mean I've got to humble myself? Yes. I'll answer it for you. Meekness. That don't mean you don't do it, man. But it, it does mean that you, you're not putting forth yourself as some great one. You realize that I can't do nothing without God. Huh? And, we, and, the, and the greatest thing is that we learn how to give all the glory to God. All the glory to God. That is the, that, that what we're looking at. So we've got to get to that place, y'all. Amen. So he said, against such there is no law. Amen. So if the fruit of the Spirit is not showing up in your encounters and, and, and all these things, then again, you need to ask yourself, what spirit am I of? We're not seeing those fruits. I'm tired of, you know, hearing people say, hey, I got the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost. And, you know, well, I can't. If the Holy Ghost is really there, it's going gonna, it's gonna to produce some fruit. And I, that's, that's, I mean, God is not powerless, but he's in prison by his flesh. So much so that we can't be free. We can't operate and allow the fruit to operate in our lives and you know what all I can do is tell it and, and, and try to try to exemplify it myself but each one of us got to make a choice and I'm going to yield to what God says in the Holy Spirit now I got one more place I want, I want, I want you to see because I can say I don't want you to think I'm saying you got a spirit <laughs> But there's spirits that operate, there's spirits that have attached, there's the spirits that have, have come and said a lot of things to us, and in our lack of understanding and knowledge, we have embraced those things. Huh? I want us to really understand that. 
Remember how he told them? You know, he rebuked them. You don't know what spirit you are. They, didn't really, they thought they were doing something good. They were being spiritual. But the enemy's trying to get them off track to kill when God came to save. Huh? Well, look, look here in e Ephesians. Mm. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get done. That's the passage I want. I'm trying. I'm cutting out some things here. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians 5, 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit, again, look at this, is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Prove what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship and have no fellowship and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Huh? See, we should be able to walk together and do everything God has given us to do. Now, I, I'm reminded of the passage, amen, when, when, when Jesus was, he was set, and he was going into Jerusalem to be crucified. And, and here come Peter, his zealous self, trying to prevent him. What, remember, how, many, how many remember what he told Peter? He had to rebuke Peter. And what did he say? He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Huh? Because you savor not the things of God, but the things of man. Otherwise, you're concerned about the flesh and not the spiritual side. But notice, and this is key, that he did not. Now, see, sometimes we, 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 we get it messed up. Jesus was not speaking to Peter. See, we, we miss it. Jesus was not speaking to Peter. He was speaking to Satan. He called him by name. That's why he said, get thee behind me, Satan. You try to operate through my disciple to deter things. Peter, who later became Apostle Peter, amen, but at that point, the enemy was trying to operate through him to prevent Christ to do what he was sent here to do. So he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He didn't say, get thee behind me, Peter, you savor the things of man and not the things of God. See, notice, Jesus wasn't deceived to think it was the person. Like, all, oftentimes, we deceived to think it's the person. <laughs> but he can't fool Jesus. Jesus knew exactly who he was dealing with. And I think the sooner we become aware of who and what we're dealing with, amen, we'll be able to embrace one another, amen, because we understand, oh, get off of my brother. I'm not hearing that. Because we recognize that they, that's a child of God. Huh? 
and in them is the Spirit of God. So the enemy is trying to use them as a doorway to mess me up. Huh? So don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying go home and start rebuking your wife. I'm not, but I need you to understand. You need to, babe, together we're going we gonna to combat that spirit that's trying to come in and bring in division. Huh? We're going to combat that spirit that's trying to come in and cause us not to be able to hear what one another saying. Huh? We're we not going to let him come in here and mess me up. I, I'm not, not going to listen to all this negative stuff coming in. I mean, even if you sing, I'm not going to listen to all this negative stuff. Devil, you're alive. Huh? I'm a child of God. I know who I am. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He has great plans for me. Huh? He said he has an expected end for me over my life, and I'm receiving it right now in the name of Jesus. I'm not accepting any of this other stuff that you're trying to dump on me. I am not that person. You deceived me long enough. Now I'm going to walk in the righteousness of God. I'm going to be the person that he has created me to be. I know I've been through some stuff, and some stuff has happened to me. But guess what? Now I know who I am. I'm not embracing that any longer. That's not me any longer. That's not my attitude. That attitude was given to me. And guess what? I'm giving it back. I'm going to walk in the righteousness of God. I'm going to walk in the peace of God that passes understanding. I know who I am and who he has created me to be, a child of God, to bring glory to his name. That's what we've got to decide to do. But if we don't know our identity, amen, and we've taken on all this stuff from the enemy and we've been walking in it and struggling with it and embracing it and owning it, it's messing too many people up. He said, not so enough. Get thee behind me, Satan. Say that with me. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I said, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. That's where we got to be. Understand all this other stuff that he's been throwing at you. That everybody else who don't know no better has assigned to you. That's not who you are. You're a child of God. I said, you're a child of God. And we, we did some crazy stuff, and we, we did, I know, I, well, let, me, let me just say that I did some crazy stuff, amen, and I, I messed up, amen, and I've had things done to me. But guess what? That didn't change. I said, it didn't change who I am. I am a child of God. I said, and because I understand it, and I receive it, see, I need to say, I receive it right now. I, just, I receive it right now. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. I'm a child of God. Come on, see. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a child of God. I am free. From all this other stuff, I am free from the bondages, I'm free from the burdens, I'm free from the weight, I'm free from the hurts and the pains and the deceptions and the disappointments. I am free from all those things because I am a child of God. And he's able to walk me through all these areas in my life. 
Hallelujah. Who just receive who we are and cast every evil work, every negative thought, every other thing down. Hallelujah. You can step into your freedom today. Huh? Hallelujah. I say you can step into your freedom today. You can operate in the joy of the Lord today. Hallelujah. Breaking off all other things, uh, the past issues and hurts and insecurity, pain, all those things. Amen. Yes, you've been through some stuff. But that doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change. Hallelujah. In fact, once you realize who you are, mm, now someone might, might have a hard time understanding what I'm about to say. Once you understand who you are, you can draw strength from all that you've been through. I said you can draw strength from all that. How can I get strength out of that? Because you can look at the devil and say, all you did to me and it still didn't stop me. All you put me through and I'm still standing. It's made me stronger. Without wallowing it, I will rejoice over it. And that's the problem. Sometimes we wallow in it until we understand who we are. Amen. And then we can rejoice over all the things. I rejoice when I should have been dead. When I should have been in prison. When nobody should have loved me. But yet, he got me through it. He built me up. Uh, when I wanted to quit, he didn't let me. When my mind was almost gone, and then he came by and lifted me up and let me have peace. See, this is what happens when we begin to understand who we are. All the chains. What did we sing this morning? The shackles are gone. The chains are broken. The burdens are released. If we just get there, amen, understanding who we are, he can't put no chain on your spirit. He can only chain you up when you're in the flesh. But when you operate in the spirit, he can't put no burden. He can't put no chain. He can't put no, no shackle on your spirit. You are free indeed. When you get to the only thing that stops us, amen, is our flesh. Hallelujah. That's why I like the Apostle Paul. He said, I press. And I guarantee you, none of us been in here been through half as much as Paul went through. Beaten, left for dead, in prison. All the things that he went through. But yet he said, I press towards. The he didn't say, I'm going to draw back. A drawback spirit is the demonic spirit. A pressing in spirit says, I'm trusting God. I'm believing God. See, I got another passage. He said, resist the devil and he'll flee. And when the truth comes and we resist the truth, that's when we start drawing back. We got to stand. We got to make up our minds that I'm pressing in. Trouble may come, but I'm pressing in. The winds might blow, but I'm pressing in. The storms, yes, they're going to rise, but I'm still pressing in. 
because I'm a child of God and he's got me. And I claim my peace. I claim my victory. I claim my joy. I claim the long-suffering because I'm going to have to go through. He said, if you live godly, it's all going to be easy. No, that's not what he said. He said, if you live godly, you shall suffer persecution. But when it comes, we're like, ah, what happened to me? And we back off from being godly. And we back off. And we back off back into the flesh mode. Well, I dare you. I dare you this morning to step back into the spirit. I said, I dare you this morning to step back into the spirit realm. Uh, I said, I'll be a child of God regardless. I'm going to love them while they beat me. I'm going to love them like, like Stephen. I'm going to love them while they're throwing stones upside my head, killing me. And my last breath is going to be for their, their salvation. That's operating in the spirit. That's operating in the spirit. And I beckon you. I encourage you. Step into the spirit, man. Stop giving in to the flesh. Stop yielding to the feelings that the flesh says no, because it's going to happen again. Yes, it's going to happen again. Because if it stopped you once, let me tell you something. He's going to try the same tactic, see if it still works. But when you prove to him that it won't work, he's got to find something else now. And that's what I've dedicated my life to making the devil find something else to throw at me. Because I'm not going to back off. I'm not going to quit. Some say, well, you shouldn't say that, Pastor. I'm saying it. Because it's not me as God. It's the God that's in me. I can't do nothing of myself, but with his help, he said, I can do all things, not just some things. I'm not just I can do all things through Christ, through the Spirit, operating in the Spirit, man. Getting this doggone flesh out of the way. This prideful, arrogant flesh out of the way. He said, I'm going to walk in the Spirit. Because I don't know enough to do anything else. All that I know, all that you know falls short when it comes to operating in the Spirit. You can try to defend yourself and protect yourself and cover yourself and provide for yourself, but you can't even come close to what he can do for you. When you just yield and you just surrender and say, Lord, I give it all to you. I yield to you right now in the name of Jesus.